operating for profit on Greendale's campus must be at least 51% owned by a registered Greendale student. That's too bad, Dean. I don't recall seeing Subway in my premenopausal post-feminist experiential marketing class. Actually, I'm on the wait list for the pre-men post-fem X mark. Who are you? Gang, meet Greendale's newest student, Subway. Your name is Subway. Yep. Using a groundbreaking but surprisingly legal process known as corpo-humanization, real people such as myself are now allowed to represent the collective humanity of business owners. I have contractually waived my birth identity and am now a man and student named Subway. I don't believe this. Come on, Subway, there is no way you're 5'10". So you can vote? Actually, no, because technically I'm only a week old. Aww. But please don't think of me as any less human than yourselves. I'm here to hang out, take weird classes, and party as hardy as my morality clause allows. Eat fresh? Eat fresh? Eat fresh. That's my man. Next door, I'm Summer, and this is my husband, Larry. Hey, neighbors. I just wanted to bring you this welcome gift of various samples from the new Robustion Aphrodite line of beauty products. <laughs> but I'm sure you're in no mood for guests. No, don't come, be silly. Come, come, come on come in. in. I'm Steve Jones. Hi. Yeah. Uh, nice to meet you. Steve. Uh, Larry Simons. Hey, nice to meet you. This is Jen and Mick, and I'm Kate. Hello. Hi, Mick. Hey, nice to meet you. So Hi. nice to meet you. Me too. Uh, do you have kids? Because they should come over and meet Mick and Jen. No, actually, we don't. Uh, I was, uh, oh, I wasn't right. able. Um, I know that with a big move in conduction with a woman's naturally fluctuating hormones, it can leave your skin a wreck. But you'll find that the Aphrodite line of beauty products can really give you a glow. Well, I bet. Look at you. You're a vision of beauty. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Larry? Want to grab a cold one? Come on. Okay. Sure. Yeah, sure, okay. Come on in. Well, would you like a tour? Sure. These rooms are divine. Thank you. You should come over to our house and we can talk decor. Oh, I would love that. Boy, I'm very impassionate about interiors myself. So what line of work is your husband in? Well, you know, he does a little of this and a little of that, and mostly he works on keeping me happy. Wow. Oh, you're right. This is really a good beer. I told you that would hit the spot. Hey, Jones! Jones! Steve! Hey, Larry. You, uh, you playing today? Uh, no, you know, I haven't really met anybody, so... Well, you can play with me. I'm paired up with a couple of guys, but, uh, there's room for a fourth. I wouldn't want to impose on you. Don't be silly. You can ride with me. Really? Thanks, Larry. Hey, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Have you seen these new MP52 irons? I don't believe I have. They have a lower, deeper center of gravity, so they're more forgiving. Really? Yes, and if they'll forgive me, <laughs> they'll forgive anyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very nice. Excuse me. Or Mr. Jones. Steve's fine. then. I'm sure you're all eager to hear your results from our first month of sales. Let's start with Steve. Total sales in this first month, up three and a half percent. Booyah! All right. Here are a few highlights. Sporting goods, four percent increase. Watches, up two percent. Golf-related merchandise, three percent. Nice. Okay, Mick. Overall sales up 16%. Yes. Video games up 13. Whoa. Sportswear's up 21. Cool. Excellent. Way to open up the market, Mick. Good work. And Jen, up 14% overall. <laughs> Solid work, my dear. Good. Hey, still too down. Kate, congratulations on being our top producer. Thank you. Up 20%. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Brings us to something called undercover marketing. Marketing by masquerade. Stealth marketing.
Let me give you a definition, a quick definition of stealth marketing. Stealth marketing is marketing to people when they don't even realize that they're being marketed to. It's kind of that real. Somewhere in downtown New York, a secret plan is being hatched. It's got to be totally, totally under the radar. Ahead? You're going to have fun with this. They've been assembled by a company called Essential Reality, which has launched a new product called the P5 Glove a cutting-edge device that video gamers can use to fly planes and fire weapons on their computers with a twitch of a finger. And we're going to go into coffee bars and crowded places. Your job is to go out there and have fun with it and, and say, yeah, sure, come on, you want to try it? Great, try And all of a sudden, you just involve them with the brand. And then feed them a few sound bites along the way. Hey, you're in there. It's like, look at this. It's like you're in the game. It's like you're in the game. That's a good sound bite. Inside a nearby Starbucks, Theo and Kumani could be any of a million twenty-somethings hanging out obsessed with their new toy. Not pitching anything, just waiting for someone to approach them. And so were we with an undercover camera. It works well? It works real well. Try it on for a couple of in like a minute, you'll, you'll see this thing just, right, just moves fluidly. Bingo, Mr. Curious, plays right into Theo's hands. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> you want, y'all? I can, I can email you the information about it. The fish just keep taking the bait. That's cool. This is so cool. You know, I have some information that yeah. I can email you. Let's do it. Okay. Give me About name. this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is great. Above all, they never let on. They're on the job. It's like you're actually moving inside the game. It's like you're moving inside the game. No one is overtly trying to sell you anything, only trying to get you to want it. And then, of course, buy it and tell your friends about it. It's only going to get lighter, you know what I'm saying? Not soft sell or hard sell, secret sell. Go ahead, get this guy in the business suit. Hey, thanks. Could you, would you mind taking a picture of me and my boyfriend? When Sony Ericsson wanted to promote its hot new gadget, a cell phone that yeah. takes pictures, beyond conventional advertising, they launched an undercover campaign called Fake Tourists. Excuse me, ladies. Sorry to bother you. 60 to... actors took to the streets of 10 cities, irresistibly innocent-looking, seeking a small favor. Excuse me. You mind taking a picture of us? Thank Thanks you. a lot, man. It's cool, right? The undercover operation was the brainchild of Sony Ericsson's director of marketing, John Marin. That was an easy way to create a, a very non-evasive, interesting conversation with somebody without the pressure of it feeling like this is a pitch. Malcolm Gladwell, who wrote about such things in his book, The Tipping Point, thinks undercover marketing is a bit of a con game. Well, there's an element, obviously, of deception involved that I don't think um, is the case in um, conventional advertising. I mean, conventional advertising is about trying to charm us or trying to persuade us, but it's not usually about trying to trick us. Um, and it's the trickery part, I think, that makes this different. A line is crossed, I think, when you go outside of those normal boundaries and start to deceive people in ways that they are, uh, where they are um, uh, totally unwitting to what's going on. Critics of this kind of advertising would say there's something slightly subversive about it, about it, it's conning people, it's a question of ethics. The majority of the people that we polled found it interesting, fun, and innovative. They didn't find it at all to use your words, deceptive or subversive. I mean, it was simply that they enjoyed a new way to see a cool new product. Cool new products are the lifeblood of undercover marketing. 
And these are the kinds of cool people the marketers want to get to. Want to get them to not just buy, but get them talking about a product. Word of mouth, buzz, the least expensive, most effective form of advertising. But can buzz be manufactured? Part of what makes real word of mouth so powerful is the understanding we have from that the person telling us about it is telling us about it for disinterested reasons. They're not being paid by somebody. They have our interests at heart. That is worlds apart from a situation where the person telling us something is telling us that because they have some private agenda. They're getting paid. They're being planned. But my problem with undercover marketing is not what happens in the moment. It's what happens a week or two weeks or a month down the road when we discover we've been duped. And I think that the moment when we discover we've been duped causes a backlash. Companies who engage in this practice are courting that backlash. And that's a very, very dangerous thing to play with. After the stealth campaign at Starbucks, we tracked down some of the people lured into using the computer glove. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm marketed to like 24 hours a day. But some felt it was untruth in advertising. John Flaherty didn't like being taken. It just seemed to be like a nice friendly encounter and uh, kind of restores your faith in, in your fellow New Yorkers and then to find out it was all fake. It's just kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't like I don't like the ring of it. Undercover is where you'd expect to find cigarettes and smokers these days. But there's a whole host of wholesome household names stalking you. Sure. I mean, some of the clients that I can't speak about because of the contracts that we have with them, uh, they talk about the fact that, you know, this kind of marketing needs to stay undercover. And they pay us a lot of money to keep it that way. Do you like it? Undercover marketing hasn't eclipsed the old-fashioned kind, but it's growing. It's good, right? And if you think you haven't run into an undercover marketer yet, well, that's the point. I could give you a day in the life of a person who might be the target of undercover marketing, and I will tell you that some of these things are happening right now around you. So you walk out of your building in the morning, some city, and you walk by the door and you say, hey, good morning, and you notice there's a bunch of boxes at his feet from some online or mail-order retailer, and there's a bunch of boxes there with, of course, a big brand message on it. You walk out, and you think, well, a lot of people must be ordering from that company. Well, what you don't know is that we paid the doorman to keep those empty boxes there. You walk out into the street, and you hear some people having kind of a loud conversation about a, uh, a musical act. And they're kind of passing the headphones back and forth. And they go, wow, this is great. Hey, do you know that, that I heard the CD is really hard to find, but I heard they sell it at Store X. Right, you hear that and you register it and you know you might kind of pick up on that and maybe later on you'll think hey I wonder what the hot act is bang that might be in your head now you get into your office and there's a certain brand of water in the refrigerator what is that you take it out you drink it you slug it down it's there not, not really thinking about it wow that's pretty good water who knows Maybe someone placed the water there. You kind of go out for your lunch break, you're sitting in the park, and people are kind of out there talking in the park, and bang, all of a sudden you see another message. By the time you go to bed, 
you've probably received eight or nine different undercover messages. People are always thinking, well, oh, I know product placement. That's when they put stuff in movies. Well, yes, kind of. I mean, that's definitely traditional product placement, but real-life product placement is just that, placing stuff in movies, but the movie is actually your life. We'll take a group of attainable, uh, but still aspirational people. They're not supermodels. They're kind of people just like you. They're doing something for us, whether they're having a certain kind of drink or they're using a certain laundry detergent, whatever it may be. They're the, they are kind of the, the roach motel, if you will. People are gonna come over to them and they're gonna give them this little piece of brand bait. Could be a sound bite of knowledge or a ritual. Consumers would get that piece of roach bait and then they would take it, they go, oh, pretty cool. And then they go out and they spread it to their friends. If you want to be critical, if you want to go through your life like that, sure, be critical of every single person that walks up to you. But if they're showing you something that fits and something that works and something that makes your life better in some way, well then, who cares? We, again, just say thanks. Just say thanks. Just say thanks.